Chapter Thirty One of Narda the Lily by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The War of the Women. Now on the morrow at daybreak, leaving his wolves, Galazi came down from the Ghost Mountain and passed through the gates of the Kraal. In front of my hut he saw Narda the Lily and saluted her for each remembered the other then he walked on to the place of assembly and spoke to me so the star of death has risen on the people of the axe mopo he said was it because of her coming that my grey people howled so strangely last night i cannot tell but i know this the star shone first on me this morning and that is my doom well she is fair enough to be the doom of many mopo and he laughed and passed on swinging the watcher but his words troubled me though they were foolish for i could not but remember that wherever the beauty of nada had pleased the sight of men there men had been given to death then i went to lead nada to the place of assembly and found her awaiting me she was dressed now in some women's garments that i had brought her her curling hair fell upon her shoulders on her wrist and neck and knee were bracelets of ivory and in her hand she bore a lily bloom which she had gathered as she went to bathe in the river perhaps she did this my father because she wished here as elsewhere to be known as the lily and it is the zulu fashion to name people from such trifle but who can know a woman's reason or whether a thing is by chance alone my father also she had begged of me a cape i had it was cunningly made by basutus of the whitest feathers of the ostrich this she put about her shoulders and it hung down to her middle it had been a custom with nada from childhood not to go about as do other girls naked except for their girdles for she would always find some rag or skin to lie upon her breast perhaps it was because her skin was fairer than that of other women or perhaps because she knew that she who hides her beauty often seems the loveliest or because there was truth in the tale of her white blood and the fashion came to her with the blood i do not know my father at least she did so now i took nada by the hand and led her through the morning air to the place of assembly and ah she was sweeter than the air and fairer than the dawn there were many people in the place of assembly for it was the day of the monthly meeting of the council of the headmen and there also were the women of the kraal and at their head stood zinita now it had got about that the girl whom the slaughterer went to seek in the caves of the halakazi had come to the kraal of the people of the axe and all eyes watched for her wow said the men as she passed smiling looking neither to the right nor to the left yet seeing all wow but this flower is fair 
little wonder that the halakazi died for her the women looked also but they said nothing of the beauty of nada they scarcely seemed to see it that is she for whose sake so many of our people lie unburied said one where then does she find her fine clothes quoth another she who came here last night a footsore wanderer feathers are not enough for her look she must bear flowers also surely they are fitter to her hands than the handle of a hoe said a third now i think that the chief of the people of the axe will find one to worship above the axe and that some will be left mourning put in a fourth glancing at zinita and the other women of the household of the slaughterer thus they spoke throwing words like assegais and nada heard them all and knew their meaning but she never ceased from smiling only zinita said nothing but stood looking at nada from beneath her bent brows while by one hand she held the little daughter of umslopogaas her child and with the other played with the beads about her neck presently we passed her and nada knowing well who this must be turned her eyes full upon the angry eyes of zinita and held them there a while now what there was in the glance of nada i cannot say but i know that zinita who was afraid of few things found something to fear in it at the least it was she who turned her head away and the lily passed on smiling and greeted umslopogaas with a little nod hail nada said the slaughterer then he turned to his headmen and spoke this is she whom we went to the caves of the halakazi to seek for dingaan oh the story is known now one told it up at the kraal umgugunglovu who shall tell it no more she prayed me to save her from dingaan and so i did and all would have gone well had it not been for a certain traitor who is done with for i took another to dingaan look on her now my friends and say if i did not well to win her the lily flower such as there is no other in the world to be the joy of the people of the axe and a wife to me with one accord the headmen answered indeed you did well slaughterer for the glamour of nada was upon them and they would cherish her as others had cherished her only galazi the wolf shook his head but he said nothing for words do not avail against fate now as i found afterwards since zinita the head wife of umslopogaas had learned of what stock he was she had known that nada was no sister to him yet when she heard him declare that he was about to take the lily to wife she turned upon him saying how can this be lord why do you ask zinita he answered is it not allowed to a man to take another wife if he will surely lord she said but men do not wed their sisters and i have heard that it was because this nada was your sister that you saved her from dingaan and brought the wrath of dingaan upon the people of the axe the wrath that shall destroy them so i thought then zinita he answered now i know otherwise 
nada is daughter to mopo yonder indeed but he is no father to me though he has been named so nor was the mother of nada my mother that is so counsellors then zinita looked at me and muttered o oh, fool of a mouth not for nothing did i fear evil at your hands i heard the words and took no note and she spoke again to amslopogaas saying here is a mystery o lord bulaliu will it then please you to declare to us who is your father i have no father he answered waxing wroth the heavens above are my father i am born of blood and fire and she the lily is born of beauty to be my mate now woman be silent he thought a while and added nay if you will know my father was indabazimbi the witch-finder the smeller out of the king the son of arpi this some slopagas said at a hazard since having denied me he must declare a father and dared not name the black one who was gone but in after years the saying was taken up in the land and it was told that amslopogaas was the son of indabazimbi the witch-finder who had long ago fled the land nor did he deny it for when all this game had been played out he would not have it known that he was the son of shaka he who no longer sought to be a king lest he should bring down the wrath of panda upon him when the people heard this they thought that amslopogaas mocked zinita and yet in his anger he spoke truth when he said first that he was born of the heavens above for so we zulus name the king and so the witch-doctor in nabazimbi named shaka on the day of the great smelling out but they did not take it in this sense they held that he spoke truly when he gave it out that he was born of indabazimbi the witch-doctor who had fled the land whither i do not know then nada turned to zinita and spoke to her in a sweet and gentle voice if i am not sister to bulaliu yet i shall soon be sister to you who are the chiefs in kosikas zinita shall that not satisfy you and will you not greet me kindly and with a kiss of peace who have come from far to be your sister zinita and nada held out her hands towards her though whether she did this from the heart or because she would put herself in the right before the people i do not know but zinita scowled and jerked at her necklace of beads breaking the string on which they were threaded so that the beads rolled upon the black earthen floor this way and that keep your kisses for our lord girl zinita said roughly as my beads are scattered so shall you scatter this people of the axe now nada turned away with a little sigh and the people murmured for they thought that zinita had treated her badly then she stretched out her hand again and gave the lily in it to umslopogaas saying here is a token of our betrothal lord for never a head of cattle have my father and i to send we who are outcasts 
and indeed the bridegroom must pay the cattle may i bring you peace and love my lord um Slopagas took the flower and looked somewhat foolish with it he who was wont to carry the axe and not a flower and so that talk was ended now as it chanced this was that day of the year when according to ancient custom the holder of the axe must challenge all and sundry to come up against him to fight in single combat for groan-maker and the chieftainship of the people therefore when the talk was done umslopogaas rose and went through the challenge not thinking that any would answer him since for some years none had dared to stand before his might yet three men stepped forward and of these two were captains and men whom the slaughterer loved with all the people he looked at them astonished how is this he said in a low voice to that captain who was nearest and who would do battle with him for answer the man pointed to the lily who stood by then umslopogaas understood that because of the medicine of nada's beauty all men desired to win her and since he who could win the axe would take her also he must look to fight with many well fight he must or be shamed of the fray there is little to tell my father from slopagas killed first one man and then the other and swiftly for growing fearful the third did not come up against him ah said galazi who watched what did i tell you mopo the curse begins to work death walks ever with that daughter of yours old man i fear so i answered and yet the maid is fair and good and sweet that will not mend matters said galazi now on that day umslopogaas took nada the lily to wife and for a while there was peace and quiet but this evil thing came upon umslopogaas that from the day when he wedded nada he hated even to look upon zinita and not at her alone but on all his other wives also galazi said it was because nada had bewitched him but i know well that the only witcheries she used were the medicine of her eyes her beauty and her love still it came to pass that thenceforward and until she had long been dead the slaughterer loved her and her alone and that is a strange sickness to come upon a man as may be guessed my father zinita and the other women took this ill they waited a while indeed thinking that it would wear away then they began to murmur both to their husband and in the ears of other people till at length there were two parties in the town the party of zinita and the party of nada the party of zinita was made up of women and of certain men who loved and feared their wives but that of nada was the greatest and it was all of men 
with umslopagas at the head of them and from this division came much bitterness abroad and quarrelling in the huts yet neither the lily nor umslopagas heeded it greatly nor indeed anything so lost and well content were they in each other's love now on a certain morning after they had been married three full moons now there came from her husband's hut when the sun was already high and went down through the rock gully to the river to bathe on the right of the path to the river lay the mealy fields of the chief and in them laboured zinita and the other women of umslopagas weeding the mealy plants they looked up and saw nada pass then worked on sullenly after a while they saw her come again fresh from the bath very fair to see and having flowers twined among her hair and as she walked she sang a song of love now zinita cast down her hoe is this to be born my sisters she said no answered another it is not to be born what shall we do shall we fall upon her and kill her now it would be more just to kill bulalio our lord answered zinita nada is but a woman and after the fashion of us women takes all that she can gather but he is a man and a chief and should know wisdom and justice she has bewitched him with her beauty let us kill her said the other women nay answered zinita i will speak with her and she went and stood in the path along which the lily walked singing her arms folded across her breast now nada saw her and ceasing her song stretched out her hand to welcome her saying greeting sister but zinita did not take it it is not fitting sister she said that my hand stained with toil should defile yours fresh with the scent of flowers but i am charged with a message on my own behalf and the behalf of the other wives of our lord bolalio the weeds grow thick in yonder corn and we women are few now that your love days are over will you not come and help us if you brought no hoe from your swazi home surely we will buy you one now nada saw what was meant and the blood poured to her head yet she answered calmly i would willingly do this my sister though i have never laboured in the fields for wherever i have dwelt the men have kept me back from all work save such as the weaving of flowers or the stringing of beads but there is this against it umslopagas my husband charged me that i should not toil with my hands and i may not disobey my husband our husband charged you so nada nay then it is strange see now i am his head wife his inkosikas it was i who taught him how to win the axe yet he has laid no command on me that i should not labour in his fields after the fashion of women i who have borne him children nor indeed has he laid such a command upon any of our sisters his other wives can it then be that bulalio loves you better than us nada now the lily was in a trap and she knew it so she grew bold 
one must be most loved zinita she said as one must be most fair you have had your hour leave me mine perhaps it will be short moreover this umslopogaas and i loved each other much long years before you or any of his wives saw him and we love each other to the end there is no more to say nay nada there is still something to say there is this to say choose one of two things go and leave us to be happy with our lord or stay and bring death on all now nada thought a while and answered did i believe that my love would bring death on him i love it might well chance that i would go and leave him though to do so would be to die but zinita i do not believe it death chiefly loves the weak and if he falls it will be on the flower not on the slayer of men and she slipped past zinita and went on singing no more zinita watched her till she was over the ridge and her face grew evil as she watched then she returned to the women the lily flouts us all my sisters she said now listen my counsel is that we declare a feast of women to be held at the new moon in a secret place far away all the women and the children shall come to it except nada who will not leave her lover and if there be any man whom a woman loves perhaps my sisters that man would do well to go on a journey about the time of the new moon for evil things may happen at the town of the people of the axe while we are away celebrating our feast what then shall befall my sister asked one nay how can i tell she answered i only know that we are minded to be rid of nada and thus to be avenged on a man who has scorned our love ay and on those men who follow after the beauty of nada is it not so my sisters it is so they answered then be silent on the matter and let us give out our feast now nada told umslopogaas of those words which she had banded with zinita and the slaughterer was troubled yet because of his foolishness and the medicine of nada's eyes he would not turn from his way and was ever at her side thinking of little else except of her thus when zinita came to him and asked leave to declare a feast of women that should be held far away he consented and gladly for above all things he desired to be free from zinita and her angry looks for a while nor did he suspect a plot only he told her that nada should not go to the feast and in a breath both zinita and nada answered that his word was their will and indeed it was in this matter now i mopo saw the glamour that had fallen upon umslopogaas my fosterling and spoke of it with galazi saying that a means must be found to wake him then i took galazi fully into my mind and told him all that he did not know of umslopogaas and that was little also 
i told him of my plans to bring the slaughterer to the throne and of what i had done to that end and of what i proposed to do and this was to go in person on a journey to certain of the great chiefs and win them over galazi listened and said that it was well or ill as the chance might be for his part he believed that the daughter would pull down faster than i the father could build up and he pointed to nada who walked past us following umslopogaas yet i determined to go and that was on the day before zinita won leave to celebrate the feast of women so i sought umslopogaas and told him and he listened indifferently for he would be going after nada and wearied of my talk of policy i bade him farewell and left him to nada also i bade farewell she kissed me yet the name of her husband was mingled with her good-bye now madness has come upon these two i said to myself well it will wear off they will be changed before i come again i guessed little my father how changed they would be End of chapter 31